Welcome to the outreach ministry of Bishop Victor Gill, prophet of the nation. Coming to you from the Caribbean paradise, the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Join us right now for an experience that can change your life. Get ready for your miracle. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, 14 through 16. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for a morsel of meat sold his birthright. I want to share with you on the subject, without holiness, no man shall see God. One of the major pillars that upholds the true church of Jesus Christ is holiness. One of the things that confirms the true church of Jesus Christ is its holiness. One of the characteristics that defines the true church is holiness. A Christianity without holiness is a Christianity without proof or substance. A Christianity without holiness is a Christianity without power and influence. A Christianity without holiness is a fake Christianity. And a fake Christianity is a false hope of escaping hell and a false hope of going to heaven. As a matter of fact, the text says, pursue peace. With all men. Another translation says, follow after peace with all men and holiness. And the word pursue or follow after is an athletic term. And so it means you have to strive after, seek, and it speaks about the practicality of a holy walk. And not just a name, claim, blab and grab, the blood of Jesus, wash me, and that is it. It says, strive after, press forward in holiness without which no man will see the Lord. What really is holiness? What does holiness mean? What does the word holy mean? The original Greek word for holy is hagios. This word was used in the secular sense. Pagan gods, sacred places, and religious practices were called hagios or holy because they were considered to be sacred 
set apart from common use. In the Christian context, something that is holy is something that has been set apart to Jehovah God. That which is consecrated, dedicated, or given over completely to God. So the overriding concept of holy is that which have been separated for a sacred purpose. Dedicated, consecrated, completely given over to God and for sacred use. The church of Jesus Christ is called to holiness. The very word or church, Ecclesia, affirms that. Ecclesia means called out. The church is a people called out from a sinful world to be holy unto the Lord, to be set apart, consecrated, morally pure and upright. The church is called to be holy and to be holy in several main areas, several pivotal areas. But today I just want to deal with one. And I want to break it down in a few points. And I want to tell you, if we fail to achieve or maintain holiness, in this area that I'm about to share with you, we would have failed completely. And so this is my first point. Number one, the call to be holy in our relation to the world. One of the main ways in which the holiness of the church must be upheld is in its relation to the world. It must be in its separation from the world. When the Bible speaks about the world and warns the Christian about their relation with the world, for example, in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15, when the word says, love not the world. And if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And when the Bible says in James 4 and verse 4, you adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that Friendship with the world is enmity with God. The word for world used there is the word cosmos. And the word cosmos is the opposite of chaos. And we know what chaos is. So cosmos actually means order. It refers to the present order. The organized system of the world. And the Bible reveals that this world is intentionally organized by Satan with a particular objective. And that is to ensnare souls. The word cosmos means to 
organize or arrange in order to lure and attract and ensnare. In 1 Corinthians 7 and verse 31, it says, And they that use the world as not abusing it, for the fashion of the world passeth away. The word fashion is schema, which means the outward form or the outward arrangement of something. And it is from this word we get the English word scheme. The point is when the Bible says the fashion of the world, and they that use the world as not abusing it for the fashion of this world, pass it away. It uses the word schema, from which we get the word scheme. And what it is telling us is that this world is a scheme to ensnare souls. It doesn't deliver as much as it promises. But it allures many. And many people give their life for the world. They go after the things of the world, the fame, the fortune, the pleasure. It looks so promising. John 14 and verse 30 says here, after I will not talk with you, for the prince of this world cometh and had nothing in me. Jesus referred to the devil as the prince of this world. In 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, he says, In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them that believe not, Satan is also called the God of this world. He is the number one overarching political power. And every false religion, Satan is the real God of that religion. Jesus said, all who ever come before me are thieves and robbers. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Anyone, anybody else is a thief and a robber. And Satan is a thief and a robber. And they have a lot of false religions. A lot of people have been schemed and hoodwinked and deceived by Satan. He is the God of this world. And he's the prince of this world. And as a prince of this world, he could give you money. He could give you fame. He could give you fortune. He could allow you to fly high for a while. Because he's the prince of this world. Satan, a high-ranking angel that rebelled against God and consequently took on a wicked nature, is called the God and the prince of this world. He controls and dominates this world. In 1 John 5 and verse 19, it says, And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in wickedness. This actually means the whole world lies under the control of the wicked one. And the word lies in the Greek is kimai, which means to lie in the sense of being prostrate on the ground. It means to lie in the sense of being in a helpless position. It means to lie in the sense of being in a permanent position. Because it's a spiritual power. It's a spiritual force that keeps them there and holds them there and blinds their eyes. The whole world lies under the control of a high-ranking angel that rebelled against God. And he has many other angels of different ranks following him. And his kingdom is well arranged. There is a warfare between God and Satan. Satan hates God. He hates the people of God. 
and he hates all mankind with a hatred that is too intense for your mind to fathom. To be holy, to be a true Christian, there must be a separation from the world. Not physically, but separation from its values, from its lifestyle, from many of its pleasures, and from the spirit that controls the world. To be a Christian, you must be separated from those things. Galatians 1 and verse 4 says, Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God our Father. Hear me well. Salvation is equal to a deliverance from the world, from the spiritual satanic kingdom. Who gave himself for us that he might deliver us from this present evil world? Let me tell you something. You couldn't just get saved and just walk in church. Well, I know I changed my life. No, it took Jesus dying on the cross, shedding his blood, confronting the devil, breaking the power of that old dragon, being raised from the dead, and sending the power of the Holy Ghost. It was a plan that Father God had to plan. Amen. From before the foundation of the world. So when you just walk up and get saved, watch this. It's because God called a preacher who threw that preacher, called a preacher who should that preacher call another preacher and it goes way back up to the book of Acts come down through the line and everybody who got saved brother junior they had a testimony you just got delivered from the great power and it took God's right hand somebody say Lord I thank you to return to the world is to cross the point where few Ever return. In 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 20 through 22. It says, For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it is better for them that they had not known the way of righteousness than after having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is returned to its own vomit. And the pig that was washed with swallowing in the mud. Bible said it is impossible if we go back to the world. If we leave, if we lose taste for the word of God and the heavenly gift. And we go back into the world controlled by Satan. Controlled by that fallen angel that hates God. And hates mankind. If we go back there, the Bible says... It is better we did not know the way of righteousness. It, 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 it would be better off for us not to have known what we have known than having known it, to turn from it. Point number two, there is a point of no return. The point of no return is a point of deception. Many people, they fall back into the world never to return because of deception. So I want to show you where this deception is. Here it is. Matthew 19 and verse 9. You can put it up now. We are commanded to love our neighbors as ourselves. James 2 and verse 8 says, If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you 
Love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. James calls love for your neighbor, for your fellow men, the royal law. At the same time, we are commanded not to love the world. 1 John 2 and verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Nothing can be more serious. You love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. So, one scripture is telling us, love the world. Another one is telling us, don't love the world. Are you still with me? So, the question is, what are we to do? Love the world or don't love the world? <laughs> Here is exactly where the deception lies. Put up Matthew 13 and verse 19. It lies in the misunderstanding of the word of God. Anybody out there? The Bible said, when one heareth the word of the kingdom and understanding it, understandeth it not, then comes the wicked one and takes away that which was sown in his heart. So the confusion lies, or the deception lies in a misunderstanding of two commands. The, the deception lies in confusing two serious commands. Let me say that again. The deception lies in confusing two serious commands so that many people who go off and backslide into worldliness might have been sincere, but they were sincerely schemed, tricked by Satan, the old serpent. Yes, the Bible commands us to love the world. When the Bible commands us to love the world, it commands us to attend to the temporal and more so the eternal needs of our neighbors. Or the people of the world. Romans 12 and verse 20 says. Therefore if your enemy is hungry. Feed him. If he is thirsty. Give him drink. However. When the Bible commands us not to love the world. It means there is a certain kind of love. For the world. That the same Bible condemns. What is that love? It is friendship love. Friendship love is what you have to guard against. James 1 verse 4 said, You adulterers and adulteresses, don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? If any man will be a friend of the world, he is the enemy of God. Ezekiel 16 and verse 32 says, You are an adulterous wife, referring to Israel. Who takes strangers instead of a husband. God said to Israel. You are an adulterous wife. Because you take strangers. You open your bosom. And you lift up your skirts. To false God. Instead of your own husband Jehovah. 
Make no mistake about it. We ought to love the world. However, there's a line of demarcation that we must never cross. Friendship with the world is called spiritual adultery. It is unfaithfulness to Christ. It is a betrayal of Christ. It is going to bed with the enemy. That is called spiritual adultery. That is called worldliness. Friendship with the world is a subtle means of bringing Satan into the church. It is opening the door for demonic infiltration in the church. Friendship with the world might appear to be cool, but it will take you to a hot hell that will never be quenched. Friendship with the world is a mean of unwatches undermining the only institution by which men can be saved and remain saved. Let me tell you something. There is absolutely nothing in the Bible that teaches and endorses and affirms that Jesus was a friend of sinners. Luke 7 and verse 43 that they quote all over the place. Says the son of man come eating and drinking. And you say, look a glutton and a wine bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. That is what they accuse Jesus of. And he is saying, look, I come eating and drinking. And you say, I am a drunkard. I am gluttonous and a friend of sinners. The many Christians, they jump up with what the world says to accuse Jesus and say the Bible says. But then you'll have to take the whole verse. And you have to say Jesus was a wine baby. He was a drunkard. He liked to drink. And, and I can show you that that pattern is in the Old Testament. And once a son was like that and out of control, he was deserving of death. So what they wanted to do was get rid of Jesus ahead of time. Furthermore, there are two Greeks, Greek words in the New Testament for the word friend. The first is phileos. This is used in James 2 and verse 23 for friendship between God and Abraham. The Bible says Abraham was called the friend of God. The second Greek word is the Greek word eterius. Used only as a kind of dress. As when Jesus said, friend, how is it you come in here without a garment? It's, it's a casual word of, of kind address. These are the only two words that, is, that are used for friend in the Bible, in the New Testament. The only time the Greek word philos, the word for friendship, is used in the New Testament in, in, to relate to friendship between saints and sinners, watch this, is in James 4 and verse 4, where it says, don't do it. The only time the word for friendship love is used in the Bible in connection with sinners and saints is to say don't have that kind of love. You adulterers and adulteresses. Don't you know that fill us with the cosmos, fill us with the world is enmity with God, is adultery, Whosoever will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Okay. And then in John 15 and verse 14, 
Jesus said this word. You are my philos. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Jesus qualified those who are really his friends. So to say Jesus was a friend of sinners, <laughs> oh my God. does he will do whatever he commands them? So I'm, I, you know, I just show you that that cannot stand. In other words, the, the position that many Christians are taking is based on a lie. I challenge anybody over this whole nation. This is the truth. Jesus was not a friend of sinners. Jesus was friendly to sinners in the sense of anytime he went to them, he was preaching the gospel. Not, nothing else. He was winning them over. And which friend Jesus had that was not converted and become his follower? Come on, somebody. <laughs> okay. Point number three. Why friendship with the world is deception. First John 4 and 5 says, They are of the world. Therefore, the world's, therefore they speak as the world, and the world hears them. In other words, the world only hears its own. The world does not hear Christians in a manner to accommodate the true Christian message in their thing. Verse 6 says, 1 John 4 and verse 6, We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So here's the punchline. Whenever you see the world and the Christian cozy together, it is not a move of the Holy Spirit, but a move of a spirit of error. It is a move of a seducing spirit. It is a move of a spirit of deception. The word, because the word of God clearly says, the world does not listen to the Christian. Why? Because they don't like the Christian message. They cannot handle the Christian message. What is the Christian message? 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are saved, it is the power of God. Galatians 5 and verse 11 speaks of the offense of the cross. So based on the scripture, I can say with authority that the entertainment world will never bring a Christian on their platform to speak the true Christian message or to speak as a true Christian. It will never happen. Why? Because the Bible says it cannot happen. The Bible says it does not happen. The world don't hear the Christian. You will never see a Christian invited to speak the true, the true message of holiness and repentance. So whenever you see it is happening, it simply means that is a spirit of deception in operation. First John thirteen and verse First John three thirteen says, "Do not marvel, my brethren, that the world hates you." The Bible said, "Do not marvel if the world hates you." Hello, anybody awake? In other words, the flip side, marvel if the world loves you. 
world loves you, if they are calling for you, if you are popular with them, if they are inviting you, something is wrong. We appreciate the time you spent with us today. If you need prayer right now, send us an email to info at victorgill.org or call now at 1-868-266-1830 and we will pray for you to get your miracle. You can partner with Bishop Gill to bring healing to the nations by donating any amount at www.victorgill.org. Thank you. From our family to you, God bless you richly.